Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to the Wellness Guys. I'm Dr. Lawrence Tam. I'm Dr. Damien Kristoff. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And this is the Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated in bringing wellness into our lives. And today, gentlemen, we have a, a very interesting topic. But I think, we, you know, as we head towards the holiday seasons, I want to wish everybody a happy holidays and a happy new year. But today's topic specifically, we're going to learn how to stay young. Mm. Interesting topic, isn't it? Yeah. It's a great topic. Love it's a it. good one. Because we are favorite. It's a really important one, I think, because I think that, you know, in our society, we see some funny ideas around staying young, and uh, and some of them are uh, are ideas around different tools and techniques for staying young. A lot of which uh, aren't necessarily all that healthy. Um, and the other thing that we see a lot, I find, is that a lot of people have funny ideas about what is normal aging. You know, <laughs> we, we kind of get told that just about anything that's going on in your life, if you're getting old, it's normal because you're getting old. Um, so, you know, it, it, there's a huge sort of plethora of things that people will just happily just put down to, well, I'm getting old, so that's to be expected. And I'm sure you guys, you know, us being chiropractors, we see this in the practice all the time. You know, people come in, oh, look, you know, my knee doesn't work anymore, but that's to be expected because I'm getting older. You know, my back's really stiff in the morning, that's to be expected because I'm getting older. You know, all sorts of different health concerns. And they just think, well, that's just to be expected because I'm getting older. And what I think is a really important distinction to make is the distinction between what's common and what's normal. Mm. Because I think mm. what's common is that people actually aren't aging all that healthily. They're, they're actually aging quicker than they should be, or what I call accelerated aging. Um, whereas what normal aging is quite different. You know, there's a, there's a quote which I really like, which is that you know life should be like a candle. You know, it should burn brightly uh, right through to the end. It should flicker once or twice and then go out. And I think that's the way we should age. You know, we should be maintaining a health and a vibrancy. You know, right through to the end. Um, and you know, Damien, you were speaking before about you know what we see as chiropractors when we're looking at those X-rays. Do you want to jump in and have a chat about that? Yeah, sure. You know, commonly we will put X-rays up on a on light box, and we'll look down through the spine, and we'll see some areas of degeneration, regardless of the person's age. And often, I've found this. Often, when I comment on that degeneration, I'll say, "Can you see that there? That's a little bit degenerated." You know, that's a sign that there's been you know, you know displacement or subluxation or um, improper movement in that particular joint, and and that's not that's not awesome. But if you look at the rest of the spine, that's all the same. And your spine, every single vertebra here, is exactly the same age. And the comment is, oh, I thought that my, you know, arthritis or my degeneration was because I was getting old, or it's age related. Well, if it was age related, then every single joint would in fact have arthritis. And this, we find this all the time. This isn't the case. Like arthritis in the finger, uh, for example, osteoarthritis, it's not in every single finger. And so it's not an aging thing. It's a lack of movement thing or it's an injury thing So or subluxation for one of the, well, probably the perfect term. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a dysfunction over time, isn't it? So it's, yeah. it's leading to accelerated wear and tear. Mm. Well, you were talking about people coming into your office and they have these knee pains and they have these back pains. And then you look at the date and you're like, you're the same age as me, buddy. <laughs> you know, so yeah, that. so it, it's and they, they, they look back at you and go, then they're shocked that you're, you know, we're actually older than, than, than we actually look. And, and it's because, you know, and we, we all of us see clients and we can 
you, you think you look at a person, you go, wow, they must be at this particular age. And you look at their date and it's like, wow, they, they're actually, you know, they look about older. five or 10 years older than they are. And I yeah. start to realize if you go back to the history, if you dig deep and you, in, and you start to realize that their aging or their advanced aging is actually due to the accumulation of all the things they've done. It's not, it's not the one thing that you do. It's the accumulation yeah. of everything, all the stresses that they put on it on themselves, yes. physically, chemically, and emotionally. And this is what we're going to talk about today. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and look, I don't want to reveal our ages because we're going to ask everybody to see if they can have a bit of a guess. Um, so we, we thought we might let everybody jump onto our Facebook page and actually guess how old each of the wellness guys are just because we thought that would be kind of fun. And uh, perhaps at the end of the week, we'll let you know what the actual answer was. Um, but I don't want to reveal our ages. But what I do want to talk about is I know all three of us actually still play sport. Um, and I think it's always really noticeable when you're around the sports club oh. that you notice people <laughs> who are like mid-20s, late-20s who are saying, look, I, I just can't play anymore. Like the body's packing it in, I'm getting too old. Right? And you look at them going like you're like 28. Right? You, you can't seriously be saying that you can't play sport anymore. You're 28, you're too old. Like it's not the fact that you're too old. You just got to look after yourself better. Do you guys see that at your clubs? Oh, oh mate, all the time. Look, I actually went and saw LT play um, softball one day, and some of the blokes that he was playing with, I, I thought must have been over 45, but they were actually still in their 30s, some of them. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Most of my team are actually in their early 20s. <laughs> no way, yeah. really? <laughs> yeah, that's how old they look. <laughs> Jeepers, that's yeah. full on. Well, I get, I've got the same situation in my crew club. Um, you know, quite clearly, I'd probably be the only one who really focuses on his health at the crew club. And most crew clubs aren't renowned for health. Um, let's just be nice there. But I took three massive big tubs of salad to the crew club the other day because we had some leftover food from a, a farewell party that we had at the practice. And um, all the blokes going, what's this, Christoph? And I'm going, this is what we call food. And uh, they're going, oh, I've never eaten that green stuff before. Anyway, I pulled up this stuff on their plate and they're going, oh, this is pretty good. Uh, you know, it's I, I was so shocked that these blokes who would probably, you know, they, they're definitely easily 10 years my junior but probably look easily 10 to 15 years my senior. Um, yeah. Hadn't even tried it but they're drinking down their – they're scotching cokes after the game or drinking some beer or you know having a big fry up in the barbecue out, out the front and it just it blows my mind that we see it all the time and they just look old this whole advanced aging thing but the, you know what i'm just going to quickly diverge a little bit only because there's some really easy things that you can see that indicate um rapid aging or accelerated aging and these are things that you could pick up on so maybe if I'll, I'll list a few of them and you guys might want to jump in, but uh, what, a couple of things that I notice with advanced aging with people is that they get short of breath when they're walking upstairs. You know, that's a, that's a, not only is it unfit, but that's accelerated aging of the cardiovascular tissue and of the heart and the lungs. Um, yep. We also see that uh, people get joint aches or knees and they're a bit creaky getting out of bed. So they kind of find themselves, you know, slow to get going. Uh, yeah, especially the that early in the morning one, isn't it? Yeah, and that's accelerated aging. You know, you really should be able to get up and get moving your whole life. And we just interviewed this fantastic bloke who's nearly 60 and, you know, he could run the pants off most people that, that we know. And I, I bet he doesn't get out of bed slowly in the morning. Hmm. No, definitely not. Um, and, you know, there's a whole range of other things, but I reckon one of the ones that I always think of is I always talk a lot about flexibility. And I think flexibility is a really good sign of, of a, a sort of healthy young body. Uh, yeah. And it's both flexibility of the body and flexibility of the mind. 
and and I think they often go hand in hand. Like that's certainly my experience of what I see in practice. Is people that maintain a, a flexible, vibrant body tend to maintain a flexible, vibrant mind, and it really is a sign of someone who is staying young, who's who's aging healthily. I think. Great point. Well, you know what I find is that I think that you know when we're young, you know when we're eighteen, nineteen years old, we have all this like this young mind, but we continually think like that through our twenties. But yet our body's getting older. We still we think that we can eat and drink and do all the same things what we did in our teenage years and still be able to cope in our twenties and thirties. And uh, yeah. and I think that's what the problem is that people don't realize as as you age your metabolism changes your body does change especially when you hit your twenties and then especially it changes again around your thirties and forties. But then they all of a sudden there's a point in their life they start to they start to fatigue they start to you know feel the soreness the creaking the grinding and all of a sudden they start to feel old as well. Yeah. You know, they feel old, so they think old as well. And yeah. there's a big switch. All of a sudden, they, they realize there's a light that goes on and goes, you know, I'm not young anymore. And uh, so, therefore, they go, well, I guess I am getting older now. So then they just think old. And I think that could be a huge problem. And that, that's the mind, mind shift. Yeah. No, that's that's a great point. The whole that, that feeling, that language that you adopt, you know, in getting old is, is so important. But, you know, why don't we move on to the next few things? Because um, we, we've, we've at least introduce this topic but I think people are listening and they're wanting to find out what are the what are the things that they can do to stay young and that's that's important we cover what's normal what's common uh, versus what's common what about resistance exercise Bredo I know that uh, you're a big fan of resistance exercise and endurance and LT you get personal training weekly um, which incorporates resistance exercise how important is resistance exercise for staying young Resistance exercise is really important as you get older and I think it's really underrated that people think that resistance exercise is something for younger people. You know, they think that you only kind of, you know, firstly, they, when they think of ex- resistance exercise, they think of like the hardcore, massive, bulky guy in the gym, you know, who's like deadlifting 200 pounds or whatever he's doing. And um, and so they think of like the full-on exercise, whereas in reality, resistance exercise can can be a whole range of things, right from, you know, aqua aerobics, where you've got the resistance into the water, through to uh, perhaps doing some light weights or doing some squats or whatever it happens to be. Um, and frequently, you know, I'll speak to uh, people who are, you know, getting a little bit older and they'll be sort of saying, well, you know, why would I want to be able to do a squat? Like that's, you know, surely I can understand, you know, the guy who wants to go to the gym and look good when he goes to the nightclub. Sure, he does the squats, but, you know, I'm getting older now. I I don't need to do that sort of exercise. And my classic answer to them when they say that is, okay, let's imagine you've just been shopping. You know, you've got a couple of grocery bags in your hand. You get to your front door. You put the grocery bags down. You go to open the front door. Right, you open the front door. What do you do next? Right, you've got to pick up those two grocery bags. How do you pick them up? Right, wouldn't it be cool if you could actually learn the right technique and actually have the strength there to be able to lift them up without risking causing an injury, without risking having a fall? Because we know how important falls are. Um, so, you know, being able to have that resistance exercise, having that strength to be able to do those daily activities is really important. Um, we also know that that resistance exercise is really important for maintaining your bone density. Um, and obviously, as you get older, the risk of falls, the risk of fractures, that bone density becomes more and more important, obviously, with the, you know, the osteoporosis as well. Um, and we know that maintaining muscle mass is actually critically important for your overall health and your overall well-being. And it affects a whole range of other things in your body. So, you know, for a whole variety of reasons, maintaining that resistance exercise, even as you get older, is actually super important. Well, what people often forget is that there's one constant stress on our body all the time, which is called gravity. You know, yeah, for a whole entire lifetime, that's the one consistent um, stress that's 
placed on us, and we have to, through our whole lifetime, resist against it. You know, so therefore, do these resistant exercises are really going to basically move away from better? Because I mean, look at people who are aging; they're always getting pulled down, right? Their head drops forward, the you know posture goes forward, and they slump. And that's exactly because the gravity effect every day is pulling them down. And you have to really build up the muscle strength and uh, the, the ability to resist against gravity. Absolutely, and I reckon that's probably one we should have added to our list of signs of early aging is the loss of that resistance to gravity, that, that forward slump of the posture and, and that, that falling forward with gravity is probably a, a pretty keen sign that you're perhaps aging quicker than you should be. Hmm. Well, interesting you say that, Brett, because, and we did talk about this earlier on, and I'm, I'm jumping forward a few decades here, but the number one um, cause, one of the, I think it is the number one cause of um, accidental death in the elderly is uh, fall forward to break the hip. Is that correct? Yeah, falls yes. are the leading cause of death for people over the age of 60. Yeah, so it's, I mean, 60 is not even old. That You know, when you're doing a squat, you're actually activating a muscle, um, not only activating your, your glutes and your hamstrings and your quads, but you're also activating a muscle at the forefront or the, the, the front of your shins. Uh, called tibialis anterior and when you activate that muscle you uh, stimulate a lot of proprioception that gives you stability and research has shown that people with a highly developed anterior tibialis are less likely to actually have a fall and so um, you know if, if just doing squats is one of those things that you could actually incorporate you would actually reduce that risk of a fall and of course then decrease the risk of aging. And that leads to a, the next point a good point I think Brett wants to talk about this is is really the balance like what kind of exercises that you recommend brett um for those people who need to you know create some balance in their life well i, I think it's just really important to practice your balance you know it's, it's such an important skill particularly as we get older that it's really important that you keep doing things that are going to that are going to challenge your balance right and, and it can be as simple as standing somewhere and perhaps you know if, if your balance isn't so good standing somewhere where you've you've got like a handle or something you can grab onto nearby so you're not going to fall over but just standing there and just practicing standing on one leg mm. and for some people that can actually be a real challenge just standing there with your eyes open on one leg so, so just practice that um, and if you find that that's pretty easy then perhaps try standing on one leg with your eyes shut Obviously, once again, making sure you're being safe, you've got stuff around you so you're not going to fall over, or perhaps even someone there to help you. See how you go standing with your eyes shut. If you're okay at that, then you can put a little cushion on the floor and stand on that, add a bit of uh, dynamics to it, you know, a bit of movement to it, practice standing on that. So you can kind of graduate it so that you gradually make it a little bit harder, a little bit harder, um, and really challenge that balance. Because as we said, that balance is super important um, for that falls risk. Because if you lose out on that, ability to maintain your balance, then you, you greatly increase your risk of falling over. Um, one of the other things we know that is really important for balance is making sure you have a spine and a nervous system that's functioning as well as it should be. Because all that feedback, you know, about eight, well, it's called proprioception. It's basically the messages from your body back to your brain about where your body is in space. Um, about 80% of that feedback comes from your spine. Okay, so it's really important to make sure that your spine is functioning well and that that nervous system is free from interference so the messages from your body get back to your brain well. And obviously as chiropractors, that's something we see a lot. Um, I don't know about you guys, it's something that I measure as an outcome measure on my patients where we measure that their balance when they first start with us. We measure it again later on to see what's changed because um, we expect to see improvements and changes in terms of that balance. It's a really important thing. 
What's yes. function? function of the brain? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I was wondering if it to jump in. But yeah, no, I def- we, we do check those sorts. Yeah, I mean, balance is a, part of a neuro exam. Balance is one of the the, the sort of the, the quick tests that you can easily do whether whether or not your brain's firing properly. You know, whether yeah. your nervous system's functioning properly. Because you know, you're trying to perceive your world, your awareness of the world, and your brain's got to process that very, very quickly, and then controls all those little tiny little muscles to keep you upright. And it's especially when you close your eyes. So that's a really in, good indication whether or not those the nervous system, which is the one thing that keeps you alive on a day to day basis, um, whether it's functioning properly or not. Yeah, yeah. Now, this is my, one of my pet loves, of course, is nutrition and and understanding uh, what nutritionally you could actually do to decrease aging or to enhance staying young, to actually decrease the aging process. And I, and you can, you can actually see that this is actually taking place when you're doing a bioimpedance analysis. That's a, a testing um, method or a method of, of analysis where we actually measure how much muscle you've got, how much fat you've got and what your biological age is. And, and many practitioners around Australia, New Zealand and indeed the UK and the US actually use equipment such as this to test how rapidly you're actually aging. Um, when, when you're measuring this uh, as, a, as a, I suppose, a measure of change or a, a marker of change, when you're doing the right stuff, you actually see your age get decreased, your biological age decreases. And so... Nutrition, I know, actually has the ability to, to slow down the aging process or to, you know, in actual fact, keep you younger, which is awesome. And, if, you know, you can't go past food. And some of the amazing uh, interviews that we've been doing recently will actually explode a lot of these things coming up in the, in the coming weeks and months about how you can actually decrease aging um, and, in fact, enhance staying young through food. But let's just talk about the benefits of protein and carbohydrate. Oh, sorry, protein versus carbohydrate, and the and and of course the benefits of fat over carbohydrate. Because I think this is really important from an aging point of view, and how incredibly aging um, the the consumption of carbohydrates are. Brett, do you want to go into that, or do you want me to go straight into that, or LT? Do you want to go into that? Well, I assume you're talking about that from the point of view of the cell division, Damo. Well, yeah, largely from a cell division point of view, but also understanding that when you're eating a lot of carbohydrate, a lot of carbohydrates, you actually get a lot of omega six fatty acids racing through the bloodstream, and it's that big dump of omega six fatty acids which is pro-inflammatory to the body. That's really, really tough on the body. Now, when I mention omega six fatty acids, we do need a little bit of omega six fatty acids, but we actually need a lot of omega three fatty acids. And in our genetic makeup, we are actually designed to have a, a ratio of about one to one, one to two omega. Um, uh, three to six and what we have in our, our current lifestyle is around about one to ten and that amount of omega three to omega six imbalance is hugely significant being an inflammatory driver and the number one cause of all disease is in fact inflammation mm. diabetes is inflammatory disease heart disease is inflammatory cancer is inflammatory neurodegeneration like alzheimer's parkinson's um, dementia all of those are actually um, in- inflammatory diseases and and you can decrease this degree of inflammation by bumping up the good quality fats that go into your diet and decreasing the amount of carbohydrate going into your diet and and i think that's yeah. an important thing to talk about yeah, and, and what I was going to say about that as well, Damon, is we know that when you increase those carbohydrates, you know, the stress that that causes on your body does actually cause your cells to divide quicker. 
Yeah. Um, and one of the theories on aging is that basically the limit on how long our body can live is essentially the number of cell divisions that your cells are able to do without basically uh, mutating and, and not functioning well anymore. Um, and the estimation of that is that if you lived essentially what would be a perfect lifestyle, that you'd actually could live to 120, 130 years. That's about the maximum ability of those cell divisions. Um, but any time you do, you know, go outside of that ideal lifestyle, you're gonna those cells are going to divide quicker, you're going to age quicker and potentially die sooner. Um, and so we know that the processed carbohydrates are one of the real accelerators of that cell division process as well. Yeah. Mm. I think there was actually a study done. Um, it was by, I can't remember his name, and it was just something I, I just sort of heard just recently where he was actually put into, he was a medical doctor, and he was put into sort of a, um, I guess in a group of five or six people, and they were supposed to do sort of like a three-year test to live in this type of environment, see how long they survive. And they they calculated the food supply wrong, and and what ended up happening is that they actually had to start realizing they had to start cutting their, um, their food uh, intake. So... And what they found was they, they thought this was quite interesting. So when he came out, he actually started studying this on rats. And what they found was that when they cut the amount of calories that actually went into the rat, like for the cat, uh, rat's meal, they actually lived longer. So by decreasing calories, actually provided longer life for the rat. And you know, obviously, they haven't translated to human consumption yet, but um, it would be interesting to see when that study comes out. Anyway. Uh, well, they have seen this, mate. And, and in answer anthropological studies have I said that correctly (laughs) (laughs) that's a big word Um, but you know in in studies where they've investigated people who live the longest and have the healthiest bodies and have the least amount of disease they've actually eaten the least amount of uh, food Mm. and so we do know that when you eat food you actually age as a result of just eating so you actually age less by eating less Mm. so that's you know less calories longer life Fascinating, isn't it? I think another thing worth talking about aging is probably coming back to the bone density stuff because that's always an important thing as you start to get a bit older. And, you know, making sure that you're getting um, the calcium, obviously that's important, and the right sources of calcium that your body's going to absorb well is important. Um, Making sure you get that sunlight and that vitamin D, which is really important for the health of your bones. So making sure you get out there, get some of that sunlight on your skin because that is super important. Um, And also making sure that your diet isn't too acidic because we know that with our modern processed diets with lots of acidic food like processed carbohydrates like sugary treats um, you know alcohol these acidic things can actually make our body too acidic and actually make our body take the calcium out of our bones to try and neutralize that acid so they're not good for the bone density either so it's really important to start thinking about that diet in terms of the bone density because that's really important too yeah, yeah, totally, absolutely. Uh, fish oil—it's absolutely crucial. You got to—you got to make sure you're getting enough DHA. So you know, people talk all the time about getting enough omega-3 fatty acid from um, chia seeds or flax seeds, and really, and you just can't get it. Like you really can't get it. You, look, you might get enough to kind of stay alive. Um, if if you're vegan or you're vegetarian, you might get enough to stay alive, but you're not going to get enough to really live a long healthy, fruitful life. And I'm, I'm sorry if I've upset any vegetarians or vegans listening to this. And I know that I've got one of my best mates in the US listening to this right now, probably going, Damo, what the heck are you talking about? Because I'm vegan. But I'm, I'm just going to tell you that you're not going to get the right amount of omega-3, especially EPA, DHA, circulating through your bloodstream to decrease inflammation if you're relying on vegetable and plant-based sources of omega-3 fatty acids. It's just not going to happen. So we are designed to actually get animal-based omega-3s into our body. We can get that through 
some red meats, but primarily through your deep sea fish, your oily fish. That's the best way to get it, unless you want a supplement. And uh, and, and choosing the right fish oil supplement, you, it's, it's a bit tricky. You can't go down to the shop and buy a thousand capsules for nineteen ninety five. Like that's <laughs> that's actually not going to do any good. In fact, the capsule stuff's actually not that flash for you. You're best to have the liquid stuff. You want to pay good money for it. And uh, and you want to make sure that it's microfiltered, it's um, it's standardised, so that it has a specific amount of EPA and DHA in it that's that's beneficial for the body, not just some kind of rank fish oil that stinks and has been told to you that it's fantastic because it's close to nature. That's not the way it goes. It's actually got to be something that's been standardised and had all the the junk taken out of it. So fish oil is really important. There's other things, you know. We talk a bit about magnesium. Magnesium is anti-aging because it's anti-stress. But things like coenzyme Q10, which is hugely anti-aging and hugely um, youth-enhancing for the cardiovascular system, uh, it's one of those things that I just love a lot is coenzyme Q10. I think it's, I think it's just absolutely awesome. Um, and I recommend that everybody uses that sort of thing. Some people like to take calcium, but calcium can actually disrupt a lot of digestion, which, of course, if you're disrupting your digestion by taking too much calcium or having too many calcium-rich foods like dairy, for example, you actually won't absorb the nutrients that you need from your food. So in actual fact, you're probably going to be nutrient deficient as a result of taking too much calcium. And, and calcium causes a whole lot of other stuff to take place or happen within the body anyway. And it's not just because you we need a bit of calcium to keep our bones strong. It doesn't mean that's the only nutrient you've got to take or have to actually keep your bones healthy. There's so many other things like Brett mentioned before, vitamin D. So uh, maybe we'll explode the whole nutrition thing in another, another call or another, another other night, but um, I think it's important to place calcium appropriately. I think that's dead right, Damon. I think it's really important for people to understand that the best way to get your calcium, because I said before about you know making sure you get it from the right sources, and in, in my opinion, the best way to get your calcium is from your leafy green vegetables, Absolutely. which is basically yeah, the same place yeah, nuts and seeds. almost every other animal on the planet gets it from. You know, yeah. people say to me, "Oh, well, you know, don't I have to have dairy to get my calcium?" And I said, "Well, you know, how much calcium does an elephant drink?" <laughs> it eats loads of leafy green vegetables. I'm like, well, does it have big bones? Yeah. Does it have strong bones? Yeah, of course it does. Right? But it doesn't actually have, doesn't drink any milk. Yeah. So, so leafy green vegetables are a fantastic source of calcium, just in case people are out there wondering about that one. Yeah, no, good call. And I think one of the, well, the last point, and I think one of the biggest thing that we also got to think about is, is our thought process. You know, the thought, thinking part of thinking young as well is very important, but also thinking about all this negative stuff that goes on in your life. We talked about this in previous um, podcasts before where how stress definitely affects um, more, you know, creates inflammatory responses because it creates, you know, cortisol levels in our body and it creates changes in our body that our body has to replicate cells to kind of combat that stress that we're adding to our body. So thinking young is great, but also we got to watch the thoughts that, you know, create stress in your life too. You know, the, whether it be work stress or family stress or relationship stress, let me say that again, relationship stress, <laughs> that's going to create some massive stress in your life. We're going to have to get rid of that. Uh, yes, you are. I got, got through that, that big term. To that, say. That, yeah, that was you know, a big term. Relationship. It sounded stressful. It was yeah, very it was stressful. stressful. <laughs> Cortisol just squirted through my whole body. I just aged myself. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> well, the one thing that you did for us just then, LT, was keep us young because I think that laughing is one of the best ways to stay young. So um, you know, when you laugh, you just pump out so much serotonin, and, and when you're pumping out all the serotonin, which is co of course your happy drug. Uh, you, you feel fantastic and, and the more you laugh, the better you feel, the better you sleep, the more energy you've got and, uh, and look, there are actually people who have cured their cancer from watching funny movies mm -hmm. um, and you look at, um, 
at Patch Adams, for example, that's a, what, what a classic story that is, where he, he made children laugh in the hospital and they got better faster because they were happy kids. There's something, there's, you, just, you can't dismiss the, the benefits of laughing and that anti-aging effect from serotonin. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. It's super important. And just, just staying positive. You know, I remember reading one study which was uh, looking at pessimistic versus negative people. And one of the things they actually showed was that people who'd had a heart attack, they looked at their chance of having a second heart attack. And so they divided up into two groups, one group more pessimistic, one group more optimistic. The pessimistic group were actually 60% more likely to have a second heart attack. Sixty percent. It was a huge statistic. So, yeah. so it, it you know you just can't underrate how important that is. And I think another part of that is just staying playful. And I think you know a, a sign of someone who is young is that playfulness, that playful sort of curiosity about the world, their playful nature, and uh, and that kind of fits in with that laughing. You know, just having some fun, um, being curious about things, trying something new, trying something different. Um, just that playful nature is really able to keep your body vibrant, to keep your body young, uh, to help stop stop you from stressing and aging before your time. So I think that's a really important part of that too. Great points and great, st- you know. There's so much great studies that have shown this already. So I think everybody needs to remember that we are capable of living 120 years of life. And I think if you want to reach there, you've got to listen to the Wellness Guys podcast every single week. And like I said to that, Lawrence, is that you're actually capable of living 120 years of healthy life too. Because so many people go, oh, I don't want to live to 100. Like, you know, how horrible would that be? I'll be old and decrepit and whatever. But, but you can actually live to 120 years of healthy life. And that's the important thing. Mm. Yeah. And, and in order to do that, you got to start taking care of yourself now. You know, you don't want to wait until yeah. like you're 16, 17 go, oh, right, I think I'm going to start uh, need to just get healthy again. you got to start now, uh, whatever age, and uh, start moving towards it. So staying young is about mindset, getting the right, right mindset. you got to watch what you put in your mouth. you got to, you know, learn how to move your body properly and really enjoy life. So those are our key points for uh, from the wellness guys in regards to staying young. So the, the contest for you guys, as I guess, is uh, to, post your comments on Facebook to let us know what you think uh, each of our ages are. Okay, so you know we're, <laughs> we're we got different ages uh, in in the group, and so we'd love to hear what different answers are. Uh, so post you know what Lawrence, Demo, and Brett what their actual age are, and uh, we'll tell you at the end of the week or maybe. I'm really. Like, I'm, I'm gonna give it, I, just, I just want to give a clue. Okay, I just want to give a clue. Um, <laughs> That's cheating. Though, mate. That's no, cheating. Lawrence, That's totally Lawrence cheating. is older than fifteen. Yeah, lack of facial hair for you. All right. Well, that was a great call. And so we look forward to helping you stay young as always. Always join us on the wellnessguys.com. Leave your comments below. Remember, tell us what you think of our age and tell us what you think about this episode. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and sign up for a notice of each episode and download us on iTunes. And thanks for listening and thanks for telling everybody about the Wellness Guys and keeping us as a top-ranked iTunes health podcast in Australia. So until next week, begin creating wellness into your lives. Lead by example and let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on the Wellness Guys show.